Joanne submits the thing that we made from CBC for the Fascination uh, Film Festival. And it wins, <laughs> <laughs> and she high. becomes <laughs> and she becomes a uh, award-winning filmmaker, wow. of course, as a Filipina director. Right, you know, like she, like that's like an amazing achievement, yeah. right? And like to think that we're the team behind mm-hmm. this as well, behind like this award-winning win- film, behind like this other film that had like a f- basically a fifteen thousand dollar budget, and premiered at the Gimli Film Festival, like on their big projector screen on the beach or whatever that they do every year yeah like it, it was just it's crazy like we like as an independent production company that like st- didn't start too long ago like that now i just couldn't picture us being there even in five years never mind like two years or whatever however long it was to get to this point Are we all rolling? We are rolling. All the cameras are rolling. Huh? Everybody's rolling. Episode 61, take one. Mark. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Let's go. First time that's ever happened. Welcome back to the Two for Eyes podcast, where we document the rise and start of Winnipeg's talent and personalities. Welcome back to the number one podcast in Winnipeg. Yes, sir. And I'm sure you're going to be able to tell this one's a little bit different. And there's a reason why. <laughs> Let's bring on our guest for today. He is a professional full-time filmmaker. He started from the bottom, but worked his way up to the big leagues. He paved his own path into the industry. Please welcome our very good friend, Alex. Alex, thanks for the introduction. Let's man. go. Love it. Thank Bro. you for coming on to the set. <laughs> yeah, happy fixing, to be here. Fixing this up for us. You're sitting here now, but people don't know that you've been you've been on our set for a while now, just fixing things. Your lighting setup, you are fixing our cameras and everything. First of all, thank you for doing that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we appreciate you coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know you. We've met. Oh, if we want to talk about how we met, I think that would be a good way to start this off. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you remember? Do you remember when yeah, we, how yeah. we met? Well, I, I forget how we met exactly, but I know you guys were looking for someone to do a promo video mm-hmm. yeah. for, you know, hey, we're starting a new podcast. Yes, it's sir. called Tool for Rise. Yes, sir. And, uh, and you were looking for like a videographer to make it. And, you know, I was just starting out. Uh, you know, around the same time as you guys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm starting out. You guys are starting out to make a prom- uh, promo video. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't exactly know if you guys came to me or if you guys found me through somebody. So, we, so I was walking through UC. It's, it was yeah. kind of like all this happened like at the right t- time, right so moment, weird. just everything. So, yeah, like you said, we were looking for someone to film. Um, we wanted like a cool intro video that was like, okay, here we are, two for rise. Mm-hmm. And I was walking through UC, and you were sitting at a booth for, I think, the, the oh, photography. The okay, right? I got you. You were sitting just, I think it was like intro week or something, like you were promoting something. Yeah. I come up to you, and I'm like, hey, I need I need to do, I need a film. And then I think you use your more technologi- technical term, like film as in like photography film yeah. or more like videography. I was like, for sure. no, we need a videographer. And then I think it just worked out that you were so happy that you did it. I mean, if you've seen our original video, the first video on this channel, there's there's two Z's filmed actually with this company. Yeah, there's two. We did two. You remember two. the interview? Yeah, that we, we did, did interviews yeah, as well. And the running yeah. sequence. Yo, we'll put we'll put them up because sure, that was sure, such sure. a fun time. Sure. No, I've definitely uh, <laughs> improved a lot since then. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you could show old work. Yeah, we'll put totally. It. Let's let's dive yeah. into the your journey and how you started. So, where did you get the inspiration to start filming and becoming a filmmaker in general? 
You know what? Like, I didn't really realize it until, like, really late in the game. I started with, like, photography, mm -hmm. uh, just in university mostly. And I started with, like, the, photo the photography club that was there. Mm -hmm. And they mostly did film photography, which yeah. is, like, you know, like, analog, not digital or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. From there, it kind of just, you know, then I got my first digital camera. And then people see you they see you have a camera and they're like oh can you do a video yeah. and you're like totally i can do a video <laughs> and you hand them like a really really bad video sure. product and uh but then you improved right you improve every single time and um i honestly i don't know like within the past couple years it really kind of skyrocketed i um you know did photo shoots for a while then um i had this guy who's a really good friend of mine now his name was Gabriel, and he also walked into the photo club looking for a photographer, though. Okay. And he was trying to get into modeling. Sure. And so I did his first photo shoot, his first portfolio or whatever, mm -hmm. and that got him signed with uh, Panache Management. Yeah. Wow. And uh, ever since then, then he went from Panache Management, and he went to some other uh, modeling uh, like company or whatever mm. in Vancouver. He moved to Vancouver. Yeah, and when he moved there... He's like, hey, you should like move. You should come to Vancouver for a little bit. Just stay yeah. at my place, uh -huh. you know. Help pay for groceries or whatever. Wow. And I'm like, bet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Say <Yeah>. no more. <laughs> so you know, I went to Vancouver for two months, and it was totally like he's like, you know, you can stay here. Just do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. So for the whole two months, I worked back to back days on any set I could get onto because vancouver is basically canada's la right right yeah. so back to back you know i worked on like indie sets indies are like the low budget the independent right yeah so and i worked on all you know any set i could be on so back to back days for two months and then i came back to winnipeg i'm like that was good <laughs> i want a little bit more yeah. right and then i started doing that here and it just slowly you know i slowly started like moving up the ranks or whatever you know, I was working from independent shoot to independent shoot to, like, videographers with different videographers or whatever. Yeah. And then I started meeting, like, filmmakers that were based here as well. And it kind of just evolved from that. Wow. Had, did you, have you always had a passion for, like, film? No. And, like, <laughs> as a kid, like, what was your dream? What did you want to do? When I was a kid, um, honestly, like, my, my, my parents wanted me to be an engineer. So I kind of just <laughs> was like yep. aiming towards that, right? Yep. Sure. You know, and uh, you know, obviously, I didn't go that path. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, th it was like engineer or whatever. My parents kind of like, you know, influenced me or whatever, and you know, they just wanted the best for me. Right? Yeah, of so course. I was, you know, engineering <laughs> when, I, when I was little. Okay. So, so what was that like? In going to Vancouver, right? You're staying there for two months, working back to back jobs. Okay. How was the experience like? What did you learn? What did I learn in Vancouver? Okay, that's an interesting one. Because those were the stepping stones to your journey, right? Like that's your biggest, the one big step that you took, move out to. I would say Vancouver, so. right? Yeah, I took like whatever money I had, and I just went out there, and like there was some, there was a time getting close to the end of the trip when, uh, like me and my friend, you know, I ran out of money or whatever, and I all I had was the return, you know. I took the train there, so I had the return okay. train, <laughs> the and um, and he, you know, he 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 ran out of cash that week too, mm. and we looked all around his apartment, and all we found were like was pancake batter or pancake <laughs> mix, where you put like water. So we ate yeah. pancakes for like the rest of the week or whatever. Oh, wow! So it was like survival mode. Um, but learn what I learned when I was there, 
honestly, it was it built the foundation for me of what I know now, mm-hmm. where it's like what to do on set, what not to do on set. Right. There's like um, there's like a lot of red tape. There's a lot of you know steps that you need to do. You need to learn like the terminology. You need to learn like the process of setting up a stand the correct way. Mm-hmm. You need to learn you know so many things, and it depends on what position. I worked so many. Dif- I started like as a production assistant, which is usually like the entryway into like a film set it's like the you're basically a helping hand at that point and then you know i started getting into art and then one guy you know took a chance on me let me be in camera for one day and that was like the game changer for me it's Uh like okay this is camera department you know like i want to work in camera you know this is this is great this is what i want to do i think that was like that was the big thing and like there wasn't. There were so many things I learned, and it's just like it just built the foundation for me. I think it's just getting like the the vibe of how it is to be on set right. was like a really important thing because you know you can't be like too you know bright and jumpy and yeah, wide eyed yeah. or anything, right? You have to kind of be c- like calm and collected when you're on set, and you're like that's h- where you start getting better at your craft mm-hmm. and. W- and would you say that's where you learned majority of your thing, like through experience, or would you say like, did you watch videos on how to do this, or where did you learn majority of your stuff from? Yeah, I would say to start, experience was like the biggest thing because before th- I went to Vancouver, I watched videos, and I would watch them and understand like half the things that they're talking about or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they mentioned some things about set, and I just go over my head because yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it, the environment was like, right? And so, you know, before I watched a ton of videos and, you know, I absorbed only so much. And then once I went to Vancouver, then I think that opened up like a new gateway or something where I was like, now I can watch videos and I understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I don't have to, you know, when they start talking, you kind of like are catching all the basic stuff. But all the important stuff, like the meat, is like going over your head because you just don't understand. You don't have the foundation. You don't have the fundamentals down yet. Mm So I think you kind of need a little bit of both where, you know, you watch videos and you get the real-time experience as well. And that's kind of like what's going to get you running and that's how it's going to be for the rest of, you know, your 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 life if you choose to like go into any craft. Yeah. is like, you know, you get experience on set and then you learn that, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't just stop there. You right. also like watch videos and you ed- try to educate yourself even further and you take a, you know, another step. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was definitely a learning curve when it came come to this film, I- film industry, right? Like you setting up the lights and stuff here, explaining the aperture, ISO, whatever, right? I was sure, making sure. jokes as Apple jokes. Yeah, but yeah. like, I'm sure being on an actual set where you have directors, you have produ- producers that are telling you, hey man, fix this, fix that. Mm-hmm. What was that learning curve for, like for you? Oh man, that was uh, that was rough. I, yeah. I'm gonna tell you, yeah, it's totally rough when you're on set, and like you're with all of these people. You know, let's say there's people even in their 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. veterans. Yeah, you are just on set, and it's your first time on set. You are just a set of hands. Yeah, you have to come from an understanding that like you have nothing to offer these people. Right, they don't expect anything from you either, because you know you tell them it's your first time on set, and they're like, "Okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have to look out for this guy." Right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So they don't expect anything from you except for like a really good attitude. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I think that's like the the like the the biggest thing I kind of learned at first was like, you know, you gotta show up and you gotta bring your A game and you gotta have like a good attitude. Everything else will come after. Everything else, like you know, you know, maybe you're really slow at setting up this light, or maybe you're really slow at swapping a lens on the camera or whatever. But that's okay. That comes with like time. That only comes with experience. You know, there's no way to cheat your way past that. Mm-hmm. But at least you have the attitude. You know, good attitude. Good. And keep the morale up. You know, keep everything going, like smoothly. You know, that's the best thing that you can offer when you're like just starting out. Mm-hmm. How, how did you get these gigs? Like, I know you went to Vancouver and you said you were trying to hustle your way into like getting as any any shoot you could. Mm-hmm. But what was it actually? Were you like reaching out to? directors were you reaching out by email or how would you just show up at their door and be like here i'm here to help or like yeah so before going to vancouver i remembered like i tried to prep one month in advance and it was just me emailing everywhere okay i joined like all the facebook pages in because facebook pages for film is like a big thing there's like always posts on these facebook pages and there's gonna be ones for crew there's gonna be some for cast yeah so you could like be somebody behind yeah. the scenes or you could be on screen as an extra or something <laughs> and so i've you know emailed all of those and i put like my photography resume or whatever and yeah, i would yeah. just send whatever i had uh-huh. and i did this all a month in advance because i knew like it would probably take them some time to reply to me yeah. right and only one of them got back to me okay. by the time i was on the train to vancouver yeah. and that was like the first day i arrived the next day i'm on set for okay. that one yeah okay and that one was a short film. It was three days. Uh, so it was a short film with a budget or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I finished that one, like I think the day we wrapped, um, you know, I got an email. I updated my resume. I sent out another email to like a posting that came up recently. Yeah. Right. And I put in my resume like who was the producer, who was the uh-huh. director. Who they're like, oh, you know this person. I know them, yeah. Right? okay, yeah, come on tomorrow. Yeah. We start tomorrow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it was just, and then it's, you know, it was a kind of a snowball effect from there where I started getting jobs. Mm-hmm. And by the time I left Vancouver, I was still getting people, like I got people asking me, hey, are you still in Van? Are you able to like do this show next week or whatever? I'm like, sorry, man, I'm on my way to Winnipeg. Yeah. Right? Uh, so it's a snowball effect. You started picking up momentum, mm-hmm. especially in a city like Vancouver. Like you pick up momentum, I at least I did pretty quickly, um, just because it's there's always something going on there. Like there's like fifty projects happening at a time at least in that city, right? Sure. From like big to small projects, so it's uh, really crazy. Hey yo, we interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join the millions of the members in the community to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. If you'd like to support our show and are interested in Skillshare, click the first affiliate link in our description to get your 14-day free trial on us. It's quick, easy, and you can cancel it anytime. Now back to the episode. And I'm sure that grind was real. Like, man, you're living by yourself, you're working back-to-back. What was that like for you? Um, It was pretty crazy. I was, you know, I'm not from Vancouver or anything, right? right? So... You know, I had to take the metro everywhere as well. So, you know, they send you a call sheet the night before. A call sheet is kind of like just um, tell you where where you're going to be, what you're going to be shooting, what time you have to be there. Those are like the important things on the call sheet. So they send the call sheet always the night before. 
So the night before, I'm staying up, waiting for the call sheet, checking my email, refreshing it. Yeah. I find, I get the call sheet. It's like, okay, I need to be at this place, 10 a.m. Uh, and, you know, so I'm like, okay, I need to take the metro there. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Langley. Langley is kind of like, for Vancouver, I was in Burnaby. So Langley is kind of like Winnipeg to Selkirk or something for okay. them. Sure. Yeah. So that's like an hour and a half on the metro. Yeah. So I had to go, I had to plan to be on the metro and then be on set at least 30 minutes early. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm getting the call sheet the night before, right? <laughs> so it's just like, and it's like that every single night. Yeah. yeah so it's a really, it really was a grind. It's kind of like you show up to set early and then you work sometimes like 12 hours wow. or whatever. Or, you know, sometimes 14 hours. I'm not too <laughs> proud of that. But, you know, sometimes you work 14 hours. Yeah. And then you take the train back. Yeah, I think people don't realize, like, working on a set is not, like, a regular job. There's, like, a lot of things going on behind. There's behind. Like, there's a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. And how do you handle that? Like, you, even as a like even as a baseline player who's okay. just a helping hand, what is your role and what? how can you be the best at what you can do? Yeah, so when you first arrive, it looks really hectic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's really, it's something that's, you know, a little bit scary when you first show up on set and you see all these people walking around, you know. Uh, and then, you you know, you hear people, like, giving directions and stuff and you're like, what is going on? Yeah. But after you kind of let that soak in for a moment, you start to realize that there's a bunch of different departments like there's a camera department, there's a lighting department, there's a locations department. The locations department is like, um, you know, managing the location, the people who own the location. Mm-hmm. Can we can we put this up on this wall? I don't know. Let me yeah. call somebody, right? Okay. So there's like a department for everything. There's like hair and makeup, mm-hmm. you know, there's everything. Yeah, yeah. So there's so much that's going on, but everyone has their own job, mm-hmm. right? So if you're in camera, you don't have to touch the lights. You know, you're focusing on the camera. If you're in lights, you don't have to touch the camera, right? So it's like everyone's focused on, like, you know, a set number of things. So it's not everyone doing everything and it's not chaos or anything. It's like really, it's kind of a more organized system. Everyone has their own, you know, job. They have their own little box that they're working in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you get used to that, then you kind of, like, calm yourself down a little bit and you're like okay now i can get to work kind of thing you know now what was that transition like from you you went to vancouver you spent two months there in the film industry you gained all this knowledge now you have to come back to a smaller city like winnipeg Mm. what was that like i mean like what was what was the next step for you yeah that was tough it took i think two months after i arrived back in winnipeg for me to get on even like a short film or something Mm -hmm. um you know, it seemed like there was, like, this really high barrier and, like, I didn't know how to get into it here. Because in Vancouver, it's, like, everything's moving so fast. Right. And, you know, I sent all these resumes and only one responded back to me yeah. out of, like, I don't know, 50 that were, like, 50 projects that were happening in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Now you come to a smaller city, not as much going on, right? Like, maybe for every 50 projects they have going on, we have maybe, like, five or something, yeah. if even that, right? Yeah. Um, and that's going to be like short films, you know, bigger films, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was really tough. And so what I tried to do is the same approach that I did in Vancouver, where I was like, I went on all the Facebook pages, you know, 
and then I tried following Instagrams for like there's we have like Winnipeg Film Group here. I kind of saw that building one time. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Winnipeg Film Group is a thing. Maybe that's gonna be my entryway in. Yeah. Uh, and then you know it, you know it wasn't for me, but um, I one day there was a posting for like volunteer gig. Yeah. You know, production assistant or whatever on a short film. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm there. Yeah. You know, I am like I'm ju- I'm jumping right on that, and I think that was again kind of like a s- the start of a sl- very slow snowballing effect mm-hmm. um where i started to get like a foundation you know i've found these people these connections and they brought me on the next project and there were more people that were on that project yeah. and then these people were like hey do you want to help out on my project <laughs> on like my separate project away from these guys i'm like okay sure i'll come on to that one so the first uh group that i kind of started working with uh, here was called Old Productions. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do name calling and stuff because, yeah, like, I'm gonna give people shout outs. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Yeah. So Old Productions, uh, they started. They started. Um, you know, my foundation here in Winnipeg. I didn't know anybody who was into film. I knew like people who were photographers, but it's a totally different ball game when you're mm-hmm. working in film or whatever. So I started like meeting all these people through Old Productions, and then next thing you know, I'm like. You know, on other people's short films, other people's, you know, passion projects or whatever. And start building that up, building like kind of a network here. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I start, you know, getting to people are like, okay, hey, do you want to come sh- shoot this for me? Or do you want to come help me out on this project that's like lighting or whatever? And we'll pay you 200 bucks for the day or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Now I did, vol- I started off volunteer and now I'm getting paid, paid for this. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm getting paid. Right, making banks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm starting to, you know, now I can start paying <laughs> whatever gas money, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the food that I, the food money that I spend when I go on like a volunteer gig yeah. or whatever. Right. Now I can start paying that stuff off. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like what you've been saying is like your network of who you people you meet and those people who meet more and more seems very important in the industry you in, you're in. Would you say that? Yeah, I would yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. I would say that's like a huge part of it. It's just network yeah just knowing the right people and the right time and if they're filming at a certain time and one another thing i realized is you're willing to do it all you know you're you're willing to put yourself out there no matter if it's a volunteer gig no matter if it's like here i'll set your light off for you or i'll come help you with this you're willing to do it all and yeah and that's definitely how i started out you're just hustling for it right? exactly yeah. i was just doing anything i could do to get in you know that's the biggest thing is just getting in and it's so hard and people are like I want to get in, but I want to get into camera, so I don't yeah. want to do this other stuff. It's just like, do the other stuff, camera will follow. Mm-hmm. That's like, just jump head first, everything else will follow, you know? Facts. I remember I remember when we called you on to make the trailer for us. Okay. First thing we did was get a call sheet. I'm like, I've never gotten a call sheet before. You remember that 6 a.m.? Yeah, oh, did I make a call sheet? You made a shot list. You oh, did. okay. You were, the, you were the director yeah. of yeah. the thing. And this was our first, or <laughs> this was our first time where we were like, because we were new to the game too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, we had maybe like one camera, I think. Like, we took us running that one camera, and yeah. then in the tight, tight small studio, tight small studio, first time we ever seen it, and you come with a gear, a gear, <laughs> yeah. pulled up to your house, <laughs> and bags on bags on bags, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of equipment, and we were like, what? Wow, yeah, yeah this the is gear real. situation's a little worse now, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like. 
Wow. And the fact, yeah, like you were able to do. Yeah. You're willing to here, do everything. I'll help you. I got you. And yeah. you knew everything too. That's what we were most impressed by. You're like, no matter, you knew how to set the lights. You knew what the camera looked like, what it, how to even edit. You did all the editing for that too. And like. Most prefer, most, most important thing, you were a perfectionist. Yeah. I remember the shot that one, you remember the gliding shot that went from the window? Sure, sure. Well, how many takes did we do for that? That was like, what, at least 30 takes? And you were like, nah, it's not the right one. I don't think it was 30 takes. <laughs> I don't remember it being that many, but. All we had to do was look at each other yeah. and nod. Uh, <laughs> but we did it so many times. And w- that moment, like, we both knew. Yeah, like yeah I think Arshdeep was a little, uh, was a little uh, on the hop for that one. He was like, <laughs> not, he's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I, I was just like behind the camera. I was just trying to get, you know, the perfect slow nod between you guys to right. kind of make it, you know, like, like in sync yeah. pretty much. So, so where did, where did that freelance start for you? Like, was it w- after you've moved into Winnipeg trying to make yourself r- reliable in the film industry, like make a scene in here? Well, I started before with like photography and videography for, so before Vancouver, two years before I started in photography. And then I kind of started into videography with right. my friend Jacob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you guys met. Yeah, him. yeah, we yeah. met him. We yeah. met him. Jacob, Chris, the whole. The whole oh squad. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. They're still, they're still, they're still the homies today. Okay, so wow. you know, Perfect. the real ones. Keep, keeping the real ones. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. the same team. Absolutely. But um, yeah, Jacob and I would start doing weddings. Yeah. You know, so we started doing weddings, and that's kind of how we made our money. Mm-hmm. You know, our like our few bucks or whatever yeah. during the summer getting like wedding cash or whatever mm-hmm. and then so i didn't go to vancouver with absolutely zero knowledge mm-hmm. but the knowledge i went to vancouver with when i w- arrive onto a film set absolutely useless yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> useless and then i think by the time i came back from vancouver that's when i met you guys so i was just oh. starting out with that stuff Oh, okay. So I kind of knew a little bit of how to set up like my DSLR or whatever, and you yeah. know, kind of kn- knew how to put where to put a light or whatever, and you know, I kind of, I did the best I could, you know, with what I knew at the time. Um, but that w- yeah, so I met you guys at the start of that, but you know, I've, I feel like I've improved so much since then, where I've been able to like work for larger clients, I've been able to deliver like projects I'm a little bit more proud of, and I can actually start comparing a little bit. I'm like. It's not quite up to spec with this, but it's like getting really close where I'm like, wow, I can actually make a quality product now that people want and will hire me to get that, that look or to get that product, right? We interrupt this episode to bring you another sponsor. If you've ever considered building a website, you've probably definitely heard of Squarespace. Squarespace is an online website web designer that allows you to create your website from scratch using a wide range of templates. If you want to build an e-commerce site, a small business, Squarespace got it all. Click the affiliate link in our description to start building your website today. You'll be helping out the show and also creating a killer website to flex on your peers. Now back to the episode. I mean, you also have your own company. Like you're wearing the, the yeah, shirt. Yeah, got the, the, the merch from uh, my my friend at Prince Clothing. He 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 does all my all my stuff for me: shirts, hoodies, whatever. And so, like, what's the idea of having your own production company versus working for someone? Okay. Is that is that the end goal to have your own production company? Well, I would say even if you have your own production company, you're gonna still work for the client or whatever. Okay. Right? Yes. Okay. But you have a lot more control over like the creativity. Okay. Um, if you are working, like for example, I worked with Jacob a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So he was normally the director, and I was the director of photography, which mm-hmm. is or cinematographer, whatever right. you prefer. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of 
had like a general consensus on the look, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, we knew the look that we wanted. And so being like the the leaders of the production company or what or whatever it is, depending on what the client wants, we can kind of meet in the middle and like do a little bit more this is our style and then we're going to apply it to what you want yeah. or whatever, right? Um, so because the client kind of knows what they want, yeah. they have an idea, but once you show them something that looks good, they're going to be like, that's w- the that's new thing. That's the new thing that I want. They're like, yeah. oh, this is what I wanted the entire time, but it's actually the new thing that they want. Yeah. It's like, now this is what I want. I had an idea, but this exceed, you want to exceed their expectations, right? right. So I think once you like develop a style, and develop like your look and you kind of have this consistent product that you can make mm-hmm. you can apply that to like any client any you know any any product or whatever and it's going to be your style and people are going to come to you and you're going to capitalize on that style specific style you're not going to try and do someone else's style you're going to do your style and they're going to come to you mm-hmm. and that's another thing there's not there's competition but there's not that competition because everyone's like so different. Everyone has their own style or whatever. Right. So we're not r- fighting each other for do- jobs or anything. We're not like tugging at each other's necks or whatever. We're it's like collaborative thing. It's mm-hmm. like we're not trying to tear people down. We're trying to like learn together. You know, learn yeah. from you know this is your style. You're a professional at doing this, and this is what I know wha- how to do. And maybe I can teach you something as well. How how important was that building team for you? Like in Winnipeg, uh, you said you still keep the real ones around you, right? For sure. What was that process like for you, building uh, the ordinary film company team? Sure, building the ordinary film company is just like, you know, you work with some people and you just know it's you know you're on the same page. Right. Within the first you know hour or so into set, you know you're on the same page. If you're not on the same page in the yeah. same hour, you're gonna know you're not on the same page, and you're like, okay, this isn't gonna work out, yeah. at least not for this project, and maybe mm-hmm. the next project it'll work out a little bit differently or whatever. So just finding people who you're on the same page with, you know, having like a general consensus of like what you want, what you want to achieve, mm-hmm. um, making sure it's like you know same goals or whatever, and it's just working with the same people over and over again. It really helps make things faster. You know, you can work together a lot better. It's just a nicer experience overall. But there's also, you know, something to meeting new people every time right. on set as well. Wow, I, I I'm just because you you've done you've done a lot, right? Like you've you've done the smallest projects to now the bigger ones. Sure. And talk about some of the bigger projects that you're like more proud of. Okay. And that you were like, hey, I actually made it, and this is something I enjoy doing. Sure. So to start with that, I'm going to just say that I have like two streams in my life where it's kind of like one is my own company or whatever with, you know, Jacob and Chris. Mm -hmm. And I think I speak for them as well. I think it's the same thing as well. But then I also have my personal stream where it's like I'm working as a crew member on someone else's bigger set or whatever. So we have our own projects Mm -hmm. for the Ordinary Film Company. So I can start by talking about some of our personal sure. achievements and my personal achievements as like an independent mm-hmm. freelance filmmaker um, that I've been full-time for one and a half years now. Sure. Um, and so, you know, when we first started the Ordinary Film Company, we made a short film. Yeah. And that 
was terrible. So we <laughs> never saw the light of day. Yeah. Then we made another short film after that called Treat Yourself, A Guide to Self-Improvement. Right. Uh, that's That one's just on YouTube or whatever. And that was our first film we made. We made a short film. We're like, okay, we're going to write the script. Uh-huh. We're going to, you know, do the our own audio. We're going to do our own camera. We had Chris on set for that one as well. Okay. And Jacob was directing it. Mm-hmm. I did camera, you know. And, you know, we... We learned a little bit from, you know, our first flop of a short film. And we applied that. And we made a product which I was very proud of. And I'm still proud that I was able to do that as my first, like, real short film where I was in the process of, like, the pre-production, the planning, Mm -hmm. and then filmed it. And I did all the lighting and everything. And then we, Jacob and I did the sound. And we went into my room on my desktop computer we edited it together and we made it into like a final product that we were proud of. Yeah. Right. And that was our, f- that was our first like milestone. I would say the first one was really good because we learned what not to do, mm-hmm. you know? And then this one, treat yourself. We, l- that was our first milestone. We're like, okay, now we can actually start making stuff. And, you know, we started doing like, like little projects, videography things, anything we could do again. Like yeah. we were willing to do it all. Because, you know, we just wanted to get the experience. Like, we had to do, we had to work on the grind, you know. There's no way to cheat yourself with experience. Mm-hmm. If you tell somebody you're going to make a video for them, uh, you have to deliver. Like, yeah. you can't just be like, oh, I can make a video for you. I can make this amazing product. And then you deliver something where the audio is terrible. Yeah. The video is, like, noisy or whatever. And the lighting is, like, there's no lights or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You have to deliver, you know. So, you know, we started, we started grinding, we started getting all that experience. It got to a point where, you know, one of the people I met through Old Productions, her name is Joanne Roberts, who is now an award-winning, uh, award-winning filmmaker mm-hmm. here in Winnipeg. Wow. Uh, she's, um, you know, I met her and I directed her first short film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one day she calls me and, uh, you know, obviously the rest of my team as well. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I have this big project for CBC and I want to film it. Mm-hmm. And we do that and it becomes, I think, the second most viewed video on CBC, uh, CBC's Instagram page. Wow. And so that, that, was, that, that felt great. Yeah. That honestly, that was, that was like, for me personally, I was like, we, we made something and people loved it. And it feels really good to kind of have that kind of feedback when you see your project excel. Yeah, yeah. it f- it feel like it's such like a crazy feeling. Like the work paid off. It really, it really paid off. Right. So we made that product, and we we got paid like really well mm-hmm. for it, and um, it kind of established us as a film company because it shows the CBC logo, and it cuts to our logo at yeah. the end, right? Yeah, and then establishes. Joanne as uh, like a director, mm-hmm. you know. Now she's like an award-winning win- uh, filmmaker, and I'll get it into that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, t- and the, that video was about her. It's like a little sh- a script that she wrote about her and like her culture, basically as a Filipina, right? Yeah. And so we made that video, and it was great. The producer loved it. You know, Joanne loved how it ended up coming out once you know we finished the edit or whatever mm-hmm. and you know it was all great and that led to like 
more projects later down the line with CBC and they became a returning client yeah. for us, yeah. for our team and, you know, con consistent work. Yeah. Then Joanne uh, signs up for this pitch contest for Gimli Film Festival and RBC. Uh, so you submit a script and if it wins, you get a $10,000 budget to make your film plus $5,000 for equipment from William F. White's, which is uh, the biggest, I would say it's the biggest um, like rental company mm -hmm. in across Canada yeah. for film equipment. Like they supply the equipment to all the big movies. Like if you see wow. like, if you go downtown, uh -huh. uh, like Fort, Gor Fort Gary Hotel mm -hmm. and you see like these big lights. Yeah. You know, like hum humongous lights, and you see like all these trailers, and like you see light stands and lights, and like yeah. all this equipment. That's them. Okay. Yeah. So five thousand uh, dollar budget to rent equipment from them, mm -hmm. for our ten thousand dollar budget short film, short film. Uh -huh. and she won, wow. and it was crazy. And she's like, you know, I want the ordinary film company team again on this because you know we did that CBC video together that turned out great. Mm -hmm. Let's do this, right? And so we did that. A short film. It was called Anak, and it premiered at this year's uh, Gimli Film Festival in the summer. Wow! Uh, we did that. It was two days of filming. Yeah. I was the director of ph photography. Mm -hmm. um, Joanne was directing, and you know, of course, we had Chris, yeah. who was helping out with like lighting, and then Jacob, who was my first camera assistant, mm -hmm. and then like there were a bunch of other people that we hired for it as well. And everyone got paid like the rates or whatever, yeah. because we we put all the budget like you know we had to pay for the location that we shot in and mm -hmm. you know the equipment rental was already covered by like a separate grant or whatever right, right. the five thousand okay. dollars, so the rest of the money that we weren't using for the location we made sure everyone got paid well you know we right. don't want to like you know put money towards us or put towards yeah. equipment if we don't need to or excess money sure. so we put it towards like the crew right so we we make this short film it premieres at gimli and it's amazing meanwhile joanne submits the thing that we made from cbc for the fascination uh film festival okay and it wins <laughs> and she becomes and she becomes a uh, award-winning filmmaker wow. of course as a filipina director right you know like she like that's like an amazing achievement yeah. right and like to think that we're the team behind this as well, behind like this award-winning win film, behind like this other film that had like a f basically a fifteen thousand dollar budget, and premiered at the Gimli Film Festival, like on their big projector screen on the beach or whatever that they do every year. Yeah, like it was just it's crazy. Like we, like as an independent production company that like didn't start too long ago, mm -hmm. like that. That I just couldn't picture us being there even in five years, never mind like two yeah. years or whatever, however long it was to get to this point. Mm -hmm. And so like for us, you know, as a collective, I would say that's already a crazy achievement that we started from like, you know, whatever DSLR I had. And now we have like a black magic camera set up, like two cameras set up. We have a lighting equipment. We have grip equipment. We have sound equipment. And we have people that we can call in from outside, like, you know, it's just me, Chris, and Jacob, right? Mm -hmm. But we have, like, a whole network of people that we know and that we like to work with um, that 
you know, we can just call in and be like, hey, I need sound. I know a great person. She's great. Her name's Sam Kahatos. I'm going to bring her in yeah. as like the boom operator. She's going to operate the, the boom pole and the recorder and she's going to get the sound the best quality that we can produce. Uh-huh. Right? And so it's just like knowing all these other indus- industry professionals and it's just like such a great feeling to know like all these people kind of have your back. Yeah. And it's kind of like you're not doing everything by yourself or whatever. Now you have a team. You have people that you can call in. Mm-hmm. You can hire people because all these are like, you know, if it's a gig for CBC or something, they're paying mm-hmm. for everybody who's on set. Everyone's getting paid. Yeah. Everyone's getting their rates. Yeah. And so, so from all this, your whole journey, what is some advice you can give to the filmmaker that's starting out and I wants, to, sure. wants to go? Sure. I would say get experience, you know, like really put in your hours of like grind. You know, your first project is going to be terrible. And then your second project is also going to be terrible. <laughs> And then your and then your third one and you know up to like you know twenty projects in, is gonna be terrible. But then you'll realize on your twenty fifth project, that you improved. This one looks good. Yeah, this one, this one, this one. You know, I'm actually kind of proud of this yeah. one for <laughs> na- for now at least, right? Yeah, yeah. And then your next project is gonna get even better from there, mm-hmm. and like you're just gonna be improving. And you, j- it's just you need to put in that time. You need to put in the effort. You need to you know, get that real-time experience and then on your off hours, spend your time, like, researching on how you can do better. Mm-hmm. And then, because it, it gets really hard when you're on set and there's all this stuff happening yeah. to apply everything that you watched a video on. Right. Like, once you walk through those doors and they're like, okay, we need to set everything up, everything just goes, flies out the window. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that foundation, is that fundamental that you're going to fall back on. Yeah. So... Whenever you're on set, you're going to be the worst version of yourself. Yeah. You're And it's always going to be the fundamentals and what you have down, like rock solid, that's going to be what is going to be what you're going to deliver when you're on set. Uh, on that note, I think this is a perfect way to end off the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to check out the Ordinary Fil- Film Company and Alex. We'll tag everything in the description below. Um, we're on all streaming platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that Back on YouTube, so smash that like button We're live every mor- Tuesday morning at 11.30am On the UMFM radio station 101.5 FM Until next time, peace Peace, peace. Thank you so much, Alex. Of course Let's go